0: welcome to this episode of sunday reprise where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth brought to you by maranatha family church international ministries in Davao city philippines we hope this message will bless you let's go today's topic is uh something that sounds similar to our previous one but uh, it It is focused on one thing, okay? On one area. The title for today's sermon is Stop Fighting God. Stop Fighting God. So what is it about, okay? Stop Fighting God. But you see, in reality, no one would dare to stand before God and, 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 and defy God, okay? And fight him one-on-one, okay? (laughs) That's uh, foolishness. You know, we can never win a fight against God, okay? So that, that is not the case. But our topic is about fighting God. You know, how do we fight God and us not knowing it? You know, you can be fighting God without you not aware of it. Okay now, now that is very important to discern because uh, a lot of people nowadays they don't know that you know they're fighting God okay people are not aware they are fighting God with their lives or with their words or with their uh, actions okay and it is something that we need to know something that the public needs to hear okay because uh, this kind of fight is a fight that we need to avoid okay it's a fight that we need to to repent about <laughs> okay so today I hope that uh, you will discover some truths truth, truth <laughs> in uh, our topic and uh, hopefully if it applies to you if you think This is you fighting against God. I hope that you will, uh, you know, make your life straight. Okay? Alright. So, again, the title is Stop Fighting God. Now, you might say, well, I'm not fighting God. I'm not doing things against God. Well, listen first. Okay? Uh, Please listen. Don't switch channel. Um, And I hope that uh, you will be blessed today. See, uh, for us as human beings, when life doesn't go the, the way we want it or if life doesn't go well with us or if life doesn't go uh, the, as planned, okay, the way we planned it, the way we, we intended it to be, you know, uh, you know we, we get upset, right? So what do we do? Like uh, when when life doesn't turn out the way we want it, and uh, instead it's uh, you know what's happening is the opposite of what we wanted. So, uh, what do most people do? You know, in that scenario, uh, some you know some are disappointed. Some some would uh, blame God. Some. Uh, are angry at God and, and, and they, they, they point finger, you know, and maybe to other people, you know, we blame others, the blame game. And why? Because it's not in our control anymore. You know, uh, the things that are happening are, if it's out of our control, you know, not as we planned it to be, then we get upset. You know, we, we get disappointed. You know, we, we feel that uh, people uh, failed us, disappointed us. Um, but, you know, we, we should not let our circumstances dictate our uh, happiness. We should not let uh, the circumstances determine our mood <laughs> or steal our joy for the day or 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 uh, determine our or influence our behavior you know we should not allow circumstances to influence our behavior you know, but but I know it will surely influence our behavior. You know, our emotions will influence our behavior. I, I understand what that means because I too I'm uh, in a counseling ministry. But my point is that uh, is that uh, as a Christian, a matured Christian, you know, we should learn how to regulate it. We we need to be aware first. Uh, and then uh, give it to the Lord, you know, ask God for help, and uh, and then regulate. <laughs> okay, so uh, basically, uh, and then of course, uh, in Christ, you know, we need uh, grace from God, you know, uh, so that uh, we can uh, overcome. Okay, and uh, if you feel sad, if you feel bad, if you feel hurt, uh, you see, that's valid. Because we you know in this life, we can be hurt, we can feel sad, um, we we go through a lot of things and trials in this life, okay, but we have a choice whether to remain sad, remain hurting, you know to 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 hold grudge in our hearts, you know, to be bitter in this life, you know, why not change our view on trials you know like uh we let's view trials as a stepping stone okay to the next level you know as trials come you know you can like treat it like stepping stones where these trials will help you elevate will help you uh promote you to the next level right and because trials has something to teach us. So why not view trials uh, as uh, something uh, that you can learn from? Okay, that there's something to learn from it and move on, okay? Now, the, the, the point that I want to drive besides that those things that are, uh, that are by default, you know, uh, commonly or in reality are happening to us, in the world. Um, I want you to really um, understand that there are times we are the reason for the trials that we are facing. Not all, of course. Uh, we know, I'm going to mention later, that the, the Job, you know, uh, the trials that Job experienced, it's so to be terrible, <laughs> but uh, it was not something that he deserves, uh, but it was allowed by God. So not all trials is a result of what we sow, we reap, okay? But the thing is that there's something, whether you are in the sow and reap or, you know, something that you are just tested for, uh, either ways, we need to understand that uh, it's better to to go through a trial, to go through pain uh, when uh, you're doing the right thing, than you know you go through pain because you did something wrong. Okay, but the thing is that what I do not want you to miss is the main thing, which is God's purpose in your life. Remember this, whether you do God's purpose or not, okay? Whether you do God's will or not, everyone will go through some sort of a trial, a testing, okay? It's, for us as Christians, it's like pruning. Okay, so that the Christ-like character will manifest in our lives and that people may believe that God is alive and that God is working through our lives. Okay, so this is why it is so important that everyone, whether you're, you're bearing fruit, okay, or not, uh, we go through some pruning. Okay, now, um, You know, since uh, last night until this morning, I've been playing, uh, I played uh, the song entitled Blessings by Laura Story. Um, It really, you know, it's so deep that, you know, I realized, you know, uh, I don't know how to put this in words, but there's so many things. You no, know, for so many years in my pastoral ministry, helping people, doing this, doing that, overseeing churches and pastors, and counseling here, counseling there, uh, doing training seminars, discipleship, and a lot of people they come and then, you know, you feel betrayed, you feel this and that, you feel. Abused, You feel uh, you were slandered gossip and gossiped and so many, <clears throat> anything, you know. Only things that uh, only pastors can understand. And this song is somehow, the chorus says, Because what if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? What if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near? What, what if trials of this life are your mercies in disguise? Wow! Sorry for I'm out of tune. <laughs> but. You know what? The, the, the refrain uh, says, uh, the lyric says, when friends betray us, when friends betray us, and when darkness seems to win, we know that pain reminds this heart. I'm sorry, I, I don't know the right tune. <laughs> but the, the, the song says, we know that pain reminds this heart that this is not. This is not our home. So for as long as we're in this world, okay, this decaying world because of sin, you see, we will experience some sort of tribulation, okay? But Jesus said, cheer up, I have overcome the world. So you say we need to keep on looking at Him, okay? Fixing our eyes on Jesus. Because remember, this is not our home. And so it's okay, it's normal to feel hurt, to feel pain in this life, because this is not our home. So this actually creates a longing in us to be in our home. (laughs) You know, I I remember John chapter 14, okay, Jesus said, uh, if you believe in me, believe uh, if you believe in God, believe also in me and my Father's many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. You see, that's a wow! This is it's a you know promise from the Lord Jesus Christ. Where I am, there you may. Be. That's our home. God is our home where He is. His abode is our home. And in God, in His abode, no more tears, no more crying, no more death, no more pain, no more sadness. Hallelujah. You see, no more sickness. It's a perfect place to be, our home in God with the Lord. We long for that and that is why uh, in this life we uh, we we have an assignment to do and to finish and that is that uh, we 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 need to understand that we have a purpose okay so no going back to our topic we we really will feel uncomfortable when things doesn't go our way because again it is outside of our control and we want things to go the way we intended intended it to be and uh, uh, how? Uh, we, we find ways, right? We, we try to seize control. Now, it is a good thing to seize control over our situation, over your circumstances, if, if what you're doing is in line or in, in, in perfect alignment to the will of God. But if it's not in alignment to the will of God, to God's will, then it's like chasing after the wind you know it's 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 a total waste of time it's a useless effort so what i'm trying to say is this if your life if you're living a life okay not in accordance to the will of god you are wasting your time and this is just this is a friendly reminder we love you folks we love everyone who are listening to to our program uh all of you even those who are not listening to this program we love all of you that we love you so much that we want you to know that we want to remind you that you see life apart from god is a waste it's a squander you see th- <laughs> there's no way we, you know, there, there's no better way, I mean, there's no other way for us to be happy but to trust Him and to obey Him, to, to, to do His will. I remember that Him, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy with Jesus. How? It's How? To trust and obey. You see, we need to trust God and obey. So, no matter what the situation is, no matter how difficult your trial, you know, how complicated your situation, how complicated your relationship, okay? Remember, uh, you know, in Facebook, uh, in a social media account, if you check uh, the, the about. Uh, clickable button of of the person of whoever the owner of the social media account. You know, there's some people who would write, okay, about themselves, relationship, complicated. (laughs) I tell you, no matter how complicated your relationships are or is or situation is, just stop fighting God. Don't fight God, okay? Don't resist God. If you know that you are in a complicated relationship, then, you know, unleash or, or release yourself from that pressure, from that trap, from that bondage. You need to get out of, of a complicated relationship because, you need to see, in the Lord, there's nothing as complicated relationships, okay? the lord will not fix that unless you want it fixed unless you cooperate with the lord jesus christ okay so thing is it's either you are for god or against god are you with god or not with god okay so that that is the 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 two sides of the equilibrium okay so now if you are against a movement or, or 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 a church or a movement, a, a Christianity, let's say, for instance, if you persecute Christians, if you hate Christians, okay, you hate Christians because they believe in Jesus. If you hate the preaching of the gospel of Christ, okay, then you are fighting God, okay? How? In what way? Acts chapter nine, verses one to five, okay. Meanwhile, Saul. Who became Paul? Okay, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that he, so that if he may find any there who belonged to the way, this is the religion they called the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. You see, this is the Apostle Paul before he became Paul. He was Saul, and he is a what? He's a persecution, a persecutor. Okay. Verse three. It says, as he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, "Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me?" Verse 5, So, uh, who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, he replied. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Now, the Apostle Paul did not know that he was persecuting the Lord Jesus Christ. Because during that time, okay, what he is aware about, what he was aware about is that he was Uh, looking for Christians, okay, and uh, he will uh, arrest them, okay, (laughs) and bring them back to uh, as prisoners to Jerusalem, okay? But he, he, he was not aware that he was, by doing that, he was actually fighting Jesus. He was persecuting the Lord Jesus Christ. So, that time, all the while he thought he was a good religious person, he was a good Pharisee, okay, doing his duty for the glory of God. That's what he thought he was doing. But the Lord told him that he is actually, he was actually persecuting the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? So, persecuting God is, uh, I mean, persecuting God's people. Persecuting Christians is also what? Persecuting the Lord Jesus Christ. So, or when we harm God's people, we are attacking not just God's people, but their leader. Okay? It's like a direct assault to God, to the Lord Jesus Christ. So, same thing with Saul. He was not aware that he was doing it against God. Okay? Persecuting Christians is persecuting the, their leader. The Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul was uh, resisting God, resisting the Holy Spirit, and maybe some of us today are also doing the same thing, the very same thing. Okay, Acts 7:51. You stiff necked people, your hearts and ears are still uncircumcised. You are just like your ancestors, you always resist. Okay, you always what? Resist the Holy Spirit. Was there ever a prophet your ancestors did not persecute? <laughs> they even killed those who predicted the coming of the righteous one, and now you have betrayed and murdered him. They killed the Lord Jesus. He crucified him in the cross. But the point is this, that uh, in this particular passage of Scripture, it was said that, you know, people can resist the Holy Spirit. They resisted the Holy Spirit. Now, I hope it won't come to the point. Let's read Isaiah 63.10. I hope if you're resisting the Holy Spirit, it will not end to this point. Okay? Isaiah 63.10 says, Yet they rebelled and grieved the Holy Spirit. So He, the Holy Spirit, turned and became their enemy, and he himself fought against them. Now, who can stand against the Holy Spirit? But see, no one can. So, you see, this is uh, <laughs> this is the hard thing, you know, when you fall in the hands of God, when, when you make God your enemy. Don't make God your enemy. That's why I told you from the beginning of this sermon, stop fighting God. Don't go against his will. Okay, start to get your life right with God. Okay, get yourself, get your lives right with God. Get right with God. Okay, so that you will not find yourself fighting against God. Okay, so that that's a simple sermon, right? But we have to elaborate it. You know, we we need to read a lot of scriptures so so that uh. uh A heart of stone may be convinced or somehow, you know, see the point, okay? All right, so we should not fight God. You can't fight God and expect to win the fight. (laughs) You can't fight God and expect to to enjoy a good life. No, you cannot, okay? If you live your life apart from God or against the will of God, you are doing it. Against yourself also, not just fighting God, but you are doing it against yourself. You know, because it, it will not go with you. So, why do you do that to yourself, right? Why why would you have you know Why would you uh, invite harm, invite curses to your life, to your life? Okay. So, friends, give yourself a favor. Okay, stop fighting God. Give yourself a favor, repent, okay, and start living your life in accordance to the will of God. Now let's read Acts chapter five thirty-eight. It says, "Therefore, in the present case, I, Gamaliel, this is a one of the respected uh, uh, Pharisee in the Sanhedrin, okay, uh, concerning uh, because they wanted uh, the the." the council wanted to kill the the apostles for preaching the gospel of Christ. So uh, Gamaliel advised them, okay? He said, leave these men, these apostles alone. Let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. Okay, that's wisdom. Verse 39, it says, but if it is from God, You will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting, fighting, fighting against God. And so you see, it is really biblical that we can fight God, okay, by resisting God, by resisting the Spirit's will, by, you know, by opposing God's will. Okay, God's purposes, God's plan. You see, the apostles were doing the plan of God. They were implementing the plan of God, and so how they, you know, they were preaching who Jesus is and what Jesus did. But then the the these uh, religious leaders, you know, you know, they they, they plan to 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 stop them. Okay, even to the point of you know taking their lives. And so, uh, if we do that, and if it's God's will, then we are actually, what? Fighting God. So, it's very clear that the scripture tells us that activities of human origin or, or based on human will are bound to fail. Okay? We just read it. Okay? While activities ordained by God are unstoppable, it will stand... Even if you kill God's servants, God will raise another one to continue the work, to continue the plan that He ordained. Okay, so so, so that is the point. Alright, so anyone opposing God's purposes, opposing God's people who are advancing God's purposes are actually fighting God who sends them. Alright, so in other words, if we go against God, if we oppose God, God God's servants for doing the will of God, okay, we will find ourselves fighting God. And remember, it's not about those people who speak the truth, those people who preach the gospel. It's about God and His message. Alright, so... Uh in a uh, in a personal level, if we live our lives against the will of God, we're fighting God, so on and so forth. So now there are many stories in the Bible that we can read lives of people whom God called and and, 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 and the story of their lives, you know, that we can learn from. You know, it's a lot of things that we can learn from. Uh, like Jonah who left because he doesn't want to do what God told him to do. Now what about that you know are you like Jonah if you know the story of Jonah of course uh, it's a familiar story Jonah who was swallowed by the whale okay so are you like Jonah uh, who is uh, not in direct collision with god but one who tried to avoid the will of god okay so Jonah doesn't want to do it uh, God's instruction. He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to comply. Is that fighting God? Is that resisting God? Yeah. Now, what if Christians do nothing? Right? If you know, let's say, Christians were told to go make disciples, you know, the Great Commission. If Christians doesn't do anything, you know, what, what if Christians ignore the Great Commission? All right? What if we we, we, we ignore God? Okay. What is that to God? Is that uh, fighting against God? (laughs) All right. Now, if you do nothing, or you run away from God, or run from the call of God in your life, or if you ignore God's voice, or if you ignore God's conviction, or if you ignore God's leading, okay, God's direction, you are also fighting God. So, either you oppose God or you, you know, you turn your face away from Him, from, you know, you ignore God, you don't, you know, want nothing to do with God. That is still what? Fighting God. (laughs) That is still fighting God. So, look, what happened in the story, what happened to the prophet Jonah and the people with Him in the boat, you know, you know what happened? Okay, they almost died, they almost lost their lives at sea. Just because Jonah, one man, was trying to run away from God. Okay? Maybe, you know, the shakings that your family is experiencing is something that you need to address. I don't know. Okay? I'm not judging. But see, the catastrophe, the disaster, the the harm that, Jonah brought, okay to those people who were with him in the boat. You see the what harm you can bring to others, to your neighbors when you disobey or when you run away from God? Please try to consider because my advice is this: let's let us stop fighting God and start working with God. We need to work with God's plan and purpose. Discover what that is and start living out your purpose. Okay, so I know to some, you know, the trials that they're facing are not based on something that they have done, but it's just that God allowed it to. to, So if they respond accordingly, uh, they will be promoted. There will be more rewards and blessings, and and, and it's be, gonna be another level of maturity in their Christian walk. Okay, Christian journey. So that is good. So that is why, if you are going through something, and you see, you feel, you maybe you you're discerning that that sort of a trial is something that uh, is allowed. So, for you to overcome and grow from and learn from, okay? So, if you're experiencing such difficulties in that scenario, if you're experiencing such defeat or, you know, be encouraged. You know why? Because, you know, we see in the Bible, uh, in the book of Job, about Job. (laughs) What happened to Job? Being cursed by Job's, what? Perseverance in the middle of a great trial or a great suffering. Okay? It was a great challenging thing. And I never once dreamed or desired or asked God, I mean, Lord, maybe there was a time I told God I can do this also. If Job can, you know, do it, I can do No, no, no. Like, if Abraham can do it, I can do it. No, no. I realized, Lord, I'm not up to that challenge. <laughs> but what uh, they went through and their perseverance is an example, is a testimony that you know that uh, God's grace. I mean, God will enable us to overcome. You see, Job lost his children. That's hard. Not just his children, Job lost his wealth, his business. Okay, he was a wealthy man. He he lost it. Not just that, but even his health. He was sick. He was in pain the whole time. But he persevered. He did not curse God. He remained loyal to God. Now that's hard, okay. But you know he did not understand why God allowed such suffering in his life, and he could he could not find any valid reason why he has to go through such trials when uh, he has not done anything wrong against God he has not offended God you know the, the bible says he was a, a man of integrity he feared God you know he's you know so his friends and his friends falsely accused him or misrepresented God or gave the wrong counsel. Okay. <laughs> I, I believe his friends were doing the, their best to counsel Job, but it was not, their counsel was not right with God. So they misrepresented God. But he came, this is the, the best part in the book of Job. Job came to the point of surrender okay job came to the point of surrender the point of surrender is what we need to be okay in every trial that we face we should get to the point of surrender okay that is why trials come to us in different forms in different magnitude in you know different levels uh, It is meant to bend us to the point of surrendering to God. Okay? Now, Job realized something that although he may not understand why he went through something that he does not deserve, he he must still trust God. Now, Job questioned God. I mean, I'm sorry, sorry. God questioned Job. Okay? If you read the book of Job. After all the counsel that uh, his friends gave him, God questioned Job in chapters 38, 39, 40, and 41. Four chapters, okay, God asked those questions. And I tell you, even I cannot answer the questions. Okay, what are those? Okay, let's read Job 38 verses 1 to 7. Just for example. Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. He said, Who is this that obscures my plans? Look at that. Plans. God has a plan. <laughs> okay. God has a plan. But who is it that obscures my plans with words without knowledge? Verse 3. Brace yourself like a man. His, this was addressed to Job. He said, I will question you and you will answer me. Okay question number one okay God said where were you when I laid the Earth's foundation tell me if you understand well <laughs> you know if I were in the place of job uh, in his shoe I have no answer because the only answer to this is I'm not here yet I'm I, I, I <laughs> I was not born yet, or, but concerning the earth's foundation, I have no idea. Okay? Verse 5 Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. (laughs) Who stretched a measuring line across it? So I could imagine God does a steel tape, (laughs) He measured, you know, uh, a line across the uh, dimensions of the earth's foundations. But the the question is, where is what is the earth's foundation? So even that, I have no idea. Okay? Now, we live in this house. If you ask me, where is the foundation? I can pinpoint to you the foundation of this structure, the structure of our house, but the foundation of the earth, well, I don't know because the earth is suspended in space. It's floating. And so it's like, is is there a foundation? <laughs> and it says in verse 6, on what were its footings set, or who laid its cornerstone? Oh what? Who laid this cornerstone? I Of course the answer is God, but is there a cornerstone that you know of? That you're certain of. Verse 7 says, While the morning stars sank together. Now let's let's jump. Let's let's just jump to chapter forty-two. Okay, remember Job had no answer. I mean he, he cannot you know interact with you know the way God understands things that he mentioned, because we have no understanding about those things that were asked. By God. Okay? Instead, what Job did, he, he conceded, he yielded to God's will in chapter 42. So let me read to you Job chapter 2, verses 1 to 6. It says, Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things, no purpose of yours can be thwarted. You ask, Who is this that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me. <clears throat> so, see, Job recognizes, he recognized that he doesn't ha- understand. <laughs> verse 4, he told God, you said, listen now and I will speak. I will question you and you will answer me. Now, listen to verse 5 and verse 6. This is what Job said. My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent, repent in dust and ashes. Wow, that's humility. Repent in dust and ashes. You know, you put yourself so low to the dust and to the ashes. Okay because this means that Job realized something how small he is how low how inferior he is in contrast to the awesome mighty powerful unlimited indescribable perfect infallible God God is God You know he is incapable of failure and error error no god is perfect <coughs> Job realized that and that he is sovereign that god can do god can allow what he wants to allow and we are just his creation although a creation that he loved Job came to his senses and realized really how small he is but most people today don't see what Job saw during his time. People today act as though they don't need God. People today live their lives as though they can do it by themselves. You know, they, they thought they are smart enough and no need for God. They they thought that they're smarter than God. Okay, that is how the people of today's generation live their lives. Because you see, people are not really crying out to God when, when, when there is flooding, when, when we, ha- we experience uh, storms and things like that. You don't see it in the news that people come and, you know, you know pray to God and, and, and ask for help and mercy. <clears throat> anyway, anyway, so for Job, he cannot fathom or grasp the wisdom of his Creator. So he has no right to speak against God, to justify himself. No, he has no right to do that. He understood. He has no right to do that, and that God knows better. Okay, that God knows everything, and He knows what He's doing, and that our part is to continue, uh, to continue to trust in God. So it's it's giving God the full control. <laughs> Okay, Uh, I like the song from uh, Carrie Underwood, Jesus Take the Wheel, if you're familiar with that song. You see, uh, the idea is uh, surrendering to God. That's the key to victory, when you surrender to God. When you come to the point of surrendering your situation to God. When you surrender the steering wheel to God, Lord... Lord Jesus, take the will. (laughs) So the question now is, who is in control of your life? If you are in control of the steering wheel, you might turn to the wrong path. Okay, But giving the control to God means, Lord, let your will be done. Not as I will, but your will be done. Okay, so... He gets the full control of our lives. Then we get that we will get to the finish line because now God is in charge, right? So for as long as we think we can do it our way, as long as we think that, you know, we don't need God, we, we have we're smart enough, we can do things by ourselves, and that we don't need God, then we see a lot of trouble and problems here and there. They come and go. You know why? Because we are in control. But when you get to the point, just like the Job where the point of surrender, when he surrendered said, God, he said I have nothing to say. I mean you who am I? Okay, what did he say again? He said uh I said I know that you can do all things. I mean you say I know that you are sovereign, Lord no purpose of yours can be twisted he said he can be thwarted. so at the last part therefore i despise myself and repent in dust and ashes so we really cannot go against god because god is god okay so uh, the song says jesus take the wheel jesus take the wheel take it from my hands oh i don't know the right tune because cause I can't do it because I, I can't do this on my own said I'm letting go so give me one more chance and save me from this what save me from this road I'm on meaning you say you are on the wrong way <laughs> you're 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 driving and uh, you're on the wrong way okay save me from this road I'm on Jesus take the wheel. Now you can browse that in uh, YouTube. You can look for uh, the song, Jesus Take the Wheel by Carrie Underwood, and try to read the lyrics, you know, Uh, you know, who knows? That song will uh, cause you to surrender the steering wheel to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's very important, okay? So instead of us fighting God, Let us surrender to his will. Stop fighting God. Let's stop doing that. You know, let's stop living in sin. Let's stop wasting our time. Let's stop fighting God and start working with God. Let me say that again. Let's stop fighting God and start working with God. Amen. So, how? We participate, cooperate, serve. Work with God's people, you know, join the discipleship groups. Very important. Uh, We're not like G12. I'm not putting down G12. G12 is uh, God's institution. But my point is that every church has their own strategy, personality, identity, you know, they, they apply different methodology, okay? So we're not like Chitl, we're, we're people who are told and brought to join their cell group. They're very strong in consolidation. Uh, they, they tell people, hey, join us here and there, etc. But see, we do the opposite. We, we want people to willingly submit to discipleship. We, we want People to see the need for discipleship and that they ask for it. They ask to be part of a discipleship group or a home group. Okay, some maybe someone can invite you to our home group, but you will have to decide. Okay, you you, you need to show hunger uh, to for discipleship. Okay, this is to avoid betrayal. This is to avoid the lack of commitment and loyalty. We give you freedom free will i'm sorry we give you free will so if you want to join our discipleship you know uh, it's the best way to get help to get guidance uh, you see we believe that uh, uh, understanding the times the signs of the times we see uh um, that uh we could end up in uh, famine, you know, shortages of food, etc. So there's, and so we're doing trainings and seminars, and uh, we train people how to prepare just in case that time is coming and we need to prepare. We just finished a a a a Davo trade, agri trade, uh, expo. And uh, I learned a lot, you know, I learned a lot from there. But one thing I'd like to to mention is that if you start to do farming or planting to grow your own food, I thought, I really thought that you need an initial time like uh, uh, two to three years, okay? But, you know, hearing from the experts, from the pro or the professionals from, People in high places, those who are in the uh, uh, the politicians who are into agriculture, I just heard that you need an initial of three to five years. Wow. <laughs> so if you want to start to grow your own food, The time is now. Okay, don't fight God, just just submit to His will, obey Him, follow Him. God will take care of you. Just make sure you're not fighting God, you're not against the Word of God. Okay, so on a personal level, personal application, we were created by Him for Him and for His purpose and for His pleasure. Now, uh, to save time, John chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning, that was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Verse 3, it says, Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. So it's, it's, it's through Jesus. All things were what? Were made. Colossians 1.15 Let me jump to verse 16 because uh, we're running out of time. It says, For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through Him and what? For Him. Remember, you were created by Him, through Him, and for Him. So, stop living your lives the way you want it, the way you planned it. Because you know what? God has a plan for us. It's time for us to discover what that is and start living out our purpose and the plan that He intended for us to fulfill. Okay? And so, it is very clear. We just read that. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. So, uh, 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 Ephesians chapter 2. Let's, let me just jump to verse 10. For we are God's, Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do what? Good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Meaning to say, before you got saved, already God has a plan for you. Again, that is something for us to 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 discover you need to seek god seek god seek and you shall find okay discover what that is and start fulfilling the plan of god for your life all right so uh, revelation 4:11 it says thou art worthy O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure, for Your pleasure, they are and were created. Now, as part of God's creation, remember remember, we just read to you a while ago that we were created by Him, for Him. Uh, How was that again? We were created through Him, by Him, or for Him, okay, And we were created for His pleasure, for His glory, for His honor. And so the the only way for you not to fight God is to submit to the will of God. It is to align your life, yourself to the will of God. If you think your life is not aligned in the will of God, then it's time for you. You have the opportunity while you have the time and opportunity to change, to repent, to, to amend your life and your doings. Do it, okay? Because we are still living in a time of love and mercy, okay? Remember, it's not about our plans. It's not about your plan. It's it's about His purpose. So you need to live your life according to God's purpose. God created you for something that He wants you to become, to fulfill, okay? So try to find what that is and start living out His plan. His purposes. Amen? So again, before I end, let's stop. Let me say this again. Let us stop fighting God and start working with God. We need to work with God's plan and purposes. Okay. So discover what that is and start living out your purpose in His plan. So, God bless you all. We love you. Let me close in prayer. Father, we thank you for your message. I pray that many of those who have joined us today will realize the things, Lord, that uh, they were unaware of. That, Lord, uh, they were behaving as, as if uh, they are serving you, but, you, but not... Unknowingly, they were actually uh, fighting you. Lord, I pray that, that help us understand and realize, Lord, that our lives, our actions, our thoughts, our words, Lord, our lives, Lord, we can, we can, we can oppose you, we can fight you with our lives. We can go against you with our lives, and that Lord, we we pray that as you expose all of this, I pray, Lord, that there'll be uh, changes, O oh God, that people will repent of the things that are not in align, not in line to your will, but that Lord, they will start to get their lives straight, that they will. Uh, um, that they will uh, start to uh, repent of the things, repent of every sin that entangles, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that uh, you you give us uh, the grace and the wisdom, Lord, how to uh, help us, Lord, how to fix our lives, especially those who have complicated relationships, Lord. I pray that... They will do the right thing. I pray that they. W- I know it's not easy, but Lord, I pray that you grant them the f- the grace, the favor, the strength that they need to surrender. I pray that they get to the point uh, where 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 Job realized that you know no one can can wrestle against God and win, and that Lord, you are sovereign, that you can do all things, and that you are perfect, and and that you are you. you you're powerful; that no one can, no one can defeat you, Lord. And that, Lord, the only way for us to, to have, a, to be victorious in this life, the only way for us to be happy, to have breakthroughs in this life, is to align our lives to Your will. I pray, Lord God, that people will stop fighting You, Lord. I pray that everyone will start to cooperate with your will, with your spirit, Lord Jesus. So, Lord, thank you for your anointing. I declare to all of you, my brethren, and now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord makes His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace, both now and forevermore. And all of God's people say, Amen and Amen. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for Maranatha Family Church Davo on Facebook, where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com slash mfcdvo. God bless.